Tony. Yes. Do you hear that? What? Listen closely. Listen. You know what I hear? No, no, it's not that. I thought it was that. I thought it was the guy's talking behind us. But what it actually is is the sound of Luke Skywalker fucking you in the ass from across the universe. That's what it is. Although it sounds suspiciously like guys talking in the back of the theater. It did. Fucking assholes. Those guys were pestering me from afar. I chose my words carefully. Yeah, I thought you were were very... Uh, very But, oh my man, I wanted to... I really wanted to bring down some fire and brimstone. (laughs) But anyway, okay, so... Alright, so... Despite the best efforts of the two goofuses in the rear of the theater who had to be dealt with at one point, aside from that, we have just seen easily... The most divisive genre film ever made. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's definitely, uh, it's definitely was a movie. All right, so here's the thing, Tony. We came out of Force Awakens. We talked about Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and I remember that your your overall critique of Force Awakens was, I wanted different Star Wars, and I didn't get it. Yes. Well, now you got different Star Wars. <laughs> I should next time I should maybe be more careful what I say. Is that what you're just warning? <laughs> well, now listen. I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, I don't. But the whole movie, I was kind of watching you because this is my second time seeing it. Yeah, yeah. So the whole movie, I was kind of watching you, like trying to gauge, like you know, is he into this? Is he not into this? <laughs> you know, and uh, and so I, I'm I'm very kind of curious to to hear your take. My guess is you're not crazy about it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, I so so yes. When we we came out of uh, Force Awakens, I, I definitely was I was let down because I felt not you know. There's one thing to kind of like harken back to earlier stuff, but my God, that was it was it was practically a, a remake. It was practically a re you know it was just a retelling of the first story. I felt right. like to to that, that that was my my frustration take with it. Okay, and. And yes, to some degree, I was like, yeah, I just want to see something new, but I, I didn't. There wasn't anything like that. I just drastically hated story-wise in this one, but like, I, it felt really like corny, like almost the whole movie. Like every every other scene, there was some something done for a laugh that I felt like was just just belittled the, the 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 entire movie and I don't know it really it really just put me off from it um, for, for for a lot of the film I um, why well, don't yeah I don't even know why there's, there's no reason I need to be doing what, what like so you you got to see we, we've had some uh, we had a few things come up over the last couple weeks and yes our original time to see it was the the Monday after uh, that it first came out, and, yeah, and we and we just we, we got make it, yeah, exactly, and we just kept having to push it back further and further, and true. Uh, anyway, so this is the second time you've seen it, yes. What I guess maybe I'd be interested to see what what was your first take on it, and has it did it change any? Is, is this is the second time you've seen it, right? Or right. Did you, okay. So we did. What was your What was your first take on it? And then I'd also be interested to hear like if 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 anything changed for you in the second. second All right. Go so number one, I really like it. Okay. And, and I can see that. I, I, I can. It's not like I think it's crazy. I, I can see where where you, where you could enjoy it. I am in the minority among our circle of friends. Like I've talked to Grant. I've talked to Ben. Nobody likes it except me. Yeah. I really liked it the first time I saw it, but I I never felt like it was a perfect, or I didn't feel like it was a perfect film. I, yeah. I mean, like we came out of the movie. I said I was I saw it with my brother and sister yeah. talking about it. Said I thought it was great. Not perfect, but I really liked it. And um, the things that I thought were clunky the first time I saw it are definitely more clarified now. Like I, I, I feel that they stood out to me much, much more uh, in this viewing, and I still feel like they're really, um, they're really a, an issue. Now, a lot of the things that we might get into here are probably just down to taste in terms yeah. of, oh, well, you know, they, they, 
they took this character in a different direction than I wish they would have. Or, oh, you know, that line of dialogue was a little bit, yeah, yeah, it was a little bit hinky. I, th- I think the dialogue was a, l- a little, a little spotty, right? Like there, there were there were times that, that I thought it, 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 was, it was good and solid and, and, and fit the mood, and then there was a lot of times where just I don't know. The the one thing that Fucking I Laura Dern can I just say. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Laura Dern had to be in, in, the, in as much of the movie as she was. No, I'm just kidding. The one thing that I think functionally is really, really uh, lacking, the one thing that I think is really kind of screwed up is A, Finn's presence, like his function in the movie, and B, the, the sort of the subplot with him and Rose. Yeah. I feel like that really does not serve any great purpose in the story. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, I, like, I mean, like, I understand that, you know, like, oh, you know, what they're going to do in theory is going to save the fleet. But given the fact that everything that they accomplish ends up being negated, yeah, it has... No, not, not even negated. It, it harms them. It, like, it, you it know, mo- most of the, you know, team get caught and, you know... Yeah. To her credit, what Laura Dern kind of says at that one point is like, you know, the, you know, if... I think she says something effective like, you know, you're, you're going to just do more, you know, more damage if you just kind of run out there and do it. And I guess Leia kind of said, said something similar. Right. Like basically just saying you can't just run off half-cocked at every moment, even though, you know, he continues to up until the end where you, right. you're sort of seeing him finally, I guess, you know, acquiesce and realize, you know, the, you know his role. Now, that's something that I do want to talk about because I, I, I do kind of like what's going on there. But just to finish the point... I feel like Finn is effectively the exact same character in this film as the last film. He was, exactly. You know, whereas everybody else is either already gone through growth or is experiencing growth within this movie. Yeah. Poe is a, is a prime example. Um, but I feel like Finn is effectively the exact same character from Force Awakens. He's presented with a traumatic situation and he tries to run. Or yep. you know, he, he successfully runs in the first movie unsuccessfully in this film. Sure. And I just feel like... I feel like I would have... I think I would have liked his character in this movie more because I, I do like his character. I like him more than, I think, in The Force Awakens where he's a little bit more in, integral to the story and accomplishes a little bit more in that story. Yeah. And I feel like the fact that he ends up not accomplishing very much in this movie um, just... I feel a little bit let down by it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see more from it. And moreover, I guess I wanted to see a little bit more growth from him as a character where there really wasn't or, any. Or really any growth. Like, it's, you know, the thing is, I think if anything, we start a step back from where he kind of ends you Force, know, Awakens. Force Awakens. I, like, I, I agree, I agree. You know, so it's, it's not even to say, like, that, that kind of his, his character just didn't grow any. If anything, it's sort of, you know... It feels like fell back and he then, starts then, two steps backwards from where he was. And, and then ends roughly where he was Once. at the end of the first one again. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's I think that's fair. And I, I think that is I think that's probably the biggest the biggest complaint I have with the movie is his character, Rose, and their whole like sort of like subplot with Benicio del Toro. Yeah. It just it just ultimately ends up feeling pretty hollow. And that's unfortunate because one of the one of the few things that I had kind of spoiled for me in quotes, but one of the few things that I saw because I I think I watched one trailer, mm-hmm. maybe two trailers, and then I just went on blackout. Yeah, that was, that was pretty much me too. But one of the few things that I saw before the movie came out was that uh, you know that shot. It's like that long tracking shot through the casino where the camera's just you know moving across the heads of the people, all the yeah, tables yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I saw that shot in oh, something okay. somewhere. Okay, and. I, I, it really excited me. In fact, I even told you, I said, I just saw something from Last Jedi that's got me totally stoked. Yeah. And it was that shot because, I, you know, I wanted to see different Star Wars. And seeing that location, like, you know that places like that must exist in the galaxy. Sure. You know, but we've never been to them before. And I thought, if this is any indication of the kinds of places that we're going to go see and some of the characters that we'll get to meet, yep. then that sounds really awesome. And so... I do really like the fact that we get to see a vastly different side of the galaxy than we typically see in Star Wars films. I, um, but, uh, like I said, just that, that whole kind of, that whole sort of, uh, 
that uh, mission that they go going on. on. Yeah, yeah, it, was it, just sort I, of it just brutal. I don't know. It's it's a little bit uh, it's a little well, bit flat. I will say, like that whole sequence just so struck me of like Attack of the Clones. Like it felt very. It felt like a lot of the stuff that we kind of hated that the prequels did, like um, okay. where we like you know see these these interesting worlds and don't really get anything out of them that we have um, you know lots of these new creatures and stuff like that that are almost seemingly just put in for I don't know just have a cute creature in it you know there's like a lot of just stuff that felt like I didn't really feel like a lot happened in this movie a lot of very important things you know if, if you if you're if you're into this storyline right. happened. But just not a lot. I mean, literally, we're, we're like in the... It's like we're in this, like, fucking police chasing OJ and the Bronco no, chase I, I, I mean, for the entire movie. No, you're right. I mean, it's stru- and, structurally, it's a siege movie. Yeah. And, and, I mean, like, that is to hell and gone from the but way then, Star Wars movies typically are structured. And, and, we're, and, and we're, we have 18 hours for these people to go on this huge... It just... It felt like they... I, I didn't think that the movie was very well laid out. Like, the concepts and stuff felt... Like they were really, it just didn't didn't feel like a great concept. Like there just wasn't anything that much interesting about it. Yeah. And you know whatever, that's fine. Sometimes you can still do a really good character piece. But like, I don't know. I'm I'm not really, I'm not really attached to, almost really, maybe anybody in in this these new films. Like I don't know what it is. Like Ray doesn't doesn't really just like like come across to me as like super interesting. Now, in fairness, Luke in the you know in the first films. Is kind of that way in, right. in, in Star Wars. He's kind of that way, but by the end, you sort of feel like something's happened there. I, she's. I'm still. I'm still struggling to really kind of you know. But 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 I don't. But I have probably less of a problem with her than a lot of the other characters. Like like you know Poe. Like you know just kind of goes goes around like a you know bull in a china shop through this whole film. Now I mean, admittedly, at least that served a purpose of him kind of. Hey, I did it this one time, and it still burned me. I did it the next time, and it still burned us. And now, you know, finally, I'm kind of getting around. Now, yeah. The other, maybe one of the biggest problems I had with like the storytelling in this movie is I, I'm like, look, if if anyone at any point in this film would have just explained what they were doing, it would have like fixed the situation. Like, right. what, what was the reasoning that that uh, Lord Ern's character could not tell him? What they were doing, right? Like, right. did she su- suspect him of being a, tra- a, a a spy and was going to like radio back what they're planning on doing or something? Right. Like, right. I don't think so. She just, it was just for that. We need this. We need this conflict between these two characters. But it, right. but, as, but as opposed it, but to, to me, it kept tearing me out. Just saying, like her, just saying, saying, like you know, like being in the moment, saying, like I don't have to explain anything, you know, to you, you know. But if you must know, da 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 da, you know, something right. like no, any kind. I of I get what you're like saying. That. Like, effectively, her motivation is. Because the character of Poe has to learn a lesson, but that's a motivation on behalf of the film, not her character. Exactly. Like, her character would not know that unless, you know, there was some bit of dialogue between her and Leia behind the scenes of, like, you know, she's, and and who's the guy you want to take over, you know, next? Like, it's this guy, but he's, he's, he's not there yet or something, you know, whatever. Like, there could have been anything that would have made that made, made sense. They're, they're just... I agree that there were some structural things that, like, I for whatever reason, clunky. bothered me, yeah. and I couldn't quite. I'm like, okay, so this whole setup is stupid because, you know, like I knew the whole time she was she was setting up that thing. I really thought maybe it was a thing where oh they're going to send those ships out so that then they would go after them, and then the big ship would take off. You know, like it was a diversion, but of course it was the other way around, which yeah. is kind of the most obvious thing. And you know, I don't know, it just just. Uh, I, it didn't feel very. I don't know. There, there just wasn't a lot really going on there. So now let me let me ask you. This is I do have a well, question. Let me just comment on that. Real, yes, go for real, it real fast. Yeah. Just just at the tail end there because one of the things that I observe within the Star Wars movies is that non-force sensitive characters rarely have much growth. If you're not wielding a lightsaber, there's a very good chance that your character. Well, I mean, now is everyone force enabled in the universe? <laughs> like essentially, when, I'm, when, I'm, I'm being funny. I'm sorry. When your character gets to the end of the movie, you have changed very little. Yeah, that's Han Solo probably experiences his most growth in A New Hope, where he goes from being effectively a mercenary to 
okay, you know, I guess I'm going to throw in these fucking rebels. Yeah, yeah. That is, and it's it's not a huge arc. It's a little arc. Yeah. But that is probably the most growth that any. That's fair. I mean, non, that's accurate. Non force sensitive character has in the movies. So the fact that Poe is getting this, you know, he's going on this journey of, you know, I'm really good at my job, but that doesn't make me a leader. Yeah. You know, that's not the whole picture. Yeah. The fact that he kind of goes on that uh, on that journey of of learning that lesson, I really like that fact. I, I like the fact that that uh, you know another character kind of gets developed as opposed to just the force sensitive characters, which is how it normally goes. So I'm glad that they did that, but I agree that it's it's a little clunky and and, yeah. and it rely it relies on a it relies on sort of a a weak premise. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, not, like, you have to suspend your disbelief you do, and yeah, say that, yeah. you know, this this admiral, like the vice admiral of the fleet or whatever, is a really shitty communicator. And it's just, they're just sitting there, just slowly drifting. And at no point can say, like, look, all I can tell you is make sure your men are ready. You know, whatever. You know, whatever. Just fucking yeah. you know, something, you know. But it was no, it was just like, look, go back to your station. I'm going to slowly drift towards potentially another thing. Um... So the the thing I was about to ask you was like because I so I was actually incredibly lucky I will say yes I somehow managed to skirt really any discussion even I mean I, I will admit probably the most I heard was just that the film has been pretty divisive but I'm actually like that's okay I'm like that's perfect because yeah. now that doesn't tell me like the film was bad or good it just says people have felt people are pretty split. pretty different differently about it so I'm like yeah. okay but that was about the most I got I got no details no you know knew nothing of uh, the zombie scene that you had mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, you know? I warned you about that zombie scene. The, um, so anyway, um, I went into it very, very much like I, I think I would have day one. Um, I, I got to be honest, I'm still not quite sure. Like, okay, so I don't think this is it, but was it just divisive because some people liked it and some people didn't? I thought I had heard something, you know, very little, but about like this changes the way the force works in the universe. And while admittedly there's some things they do in the film that are definitely, you know, unprecedented. Unprecedented. It didn't necessarily to me like, you know, throw all the old rules out and we're just doing something new. It was just kind of a a, you know, growing version of what, yeah, you know, I think they've that, had before. I mean to me, the most the most fundamental thing that the movie sort of changed or it's not necessarily that it changed it's just that the, the new thing that happened in this film that we've never seen before what was unprecedented is that we discovered that um, people who have become one with the force like Yoda and now Luke can still use the force and affect the physical world that I think is probably the biggest sort of aha that we've never seen before in any of the lore. You're talking about from like afar, from like a, is, is well, that what you're saying? I mean, you know, like where Yoda, Force Force Ghost Yoda, oh, you know, I calls down a lightning strike and yeah. burns the tree. I got you. You know, we, we've seen, you know, the only the only thing that we've seen Force Ghost do prior is just talk. Give information or talk to you. Or, you know, sort of, you know, look, at the, look at the wrong eye line because they're on a green screen. 30 years too late. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, Force Ghosts have not... They've not really interacted with the, okay. with the physical world. I got it. Okay. So the fact that Yoda's using the Force to burn the tree, like, that's... You know, that's significant. But maybe, I, maybe I don't... It's just good timing. I don't feel like... It, yeah, man. Exactly. You know, you know but I don't... Like, I mean, to me, that that's not... Uh, that doesn't wreck anything, in my opinion. Exactly. That, like I, I was, I, I, somebody had said one thing, and admittedly, I kind of almost put it out of my mind, so I sort of forgot about it. But I just, I do remember thinking that somebody gave me the impression that, like, oh, so they've rewritten the book in the way the Force works. I'm like, I, I don't get yeah, that at all. Like, I, I, I got that, you know, like that seems they can to me. now, you know, before it was like kind of, you know, they could sort of talk to one another through the Force from great distances. But it was pretty much just limited to like a, a single thought or a single sentence or something along those yeah. lines, you know. Well, I mean, or, or even just a, a, a you know an idea, but like certainly you see Luke and Vader communicating in Empire. I guess that is true. Yeah, know, that's back true. and forth. You know, Luke calls to like Leia. A, this looks like a star story. It's true. Oh, those clouds. Do look 
Um, the, uh, you know, Luke that calls out to Lady the end of the Empire. And I mean, the, the thing is that I think that they establish, and I did not catch this in the, the first time I watched the movie, mm-hmm. but one of the first times that uh, that Kylo and Ray have, you know, sort of a forced conversation, he says something to the effect of he, he, he tries to like, use the force, he says, you'll bring Luke Skywalker to me, and then he kind of stops, and he says, wait a minute, he says, you're not doing this, the effort would kill you. Yeah. And I hadn't caught that the first time I watched the movie, but the fact that they Realizing kind of... Realizing that someone else is, is having to, is doing this. Exactly, or, or so... Is, Number one, it foreshadows that somebody else is involved, which ends up being Snoke. Yeah, but it I also that, I, yeah it also kind of sets up the fact that like only someone really, really strong with the Force could do anything remotely like this. Which and is so that kind of sets interesting up because Snoke ends. seems to be maybe the least interesting villain, maybe ever. I agree. You know, and like I, I was waiting, like I kept waiting for this, like I, you know. Until he has that thing where he's like, you know, you realize who they were. They were nobody. They were nothing. You know, that whole that whole scene was actually really dug. I actually like that because yeah. I like that. Like, we're building it up. Like, you're going to find out that they were, you know, Mara Jade and Luke or so, you know, something right. something that, like, would have been a, a, a kind of a neat, like, call out to people that knew some of these characters and go, like, oh, you know, whatever. But instead, they went the, the complete opposite, which I thought was even maybe even better of yeah. just like, no. They're nobody. You're nobody. You're like don't, the you know, last thing that anyone expected. Yeah, but I really kind of expected Snoke to be something. You know, something yeah. to be. You know, there was because I mean he did seemingly have maybe even a, a greater abilities beyond like the Emperor. Like he was, you know, that those scenes were. You know, he's not even on the ship yet. He's like dragging people around physically, not just force choking them, but like fucking flinging their bodies around like he slides. You know, uh, hooks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hux, Hux takes a lot of force hits in this movie. He does. He does. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. There's there's I I, I felt like like because I'm assuming he's dead, right? Like I mean, they pretty much like that second time where they walk in and his and legs his, fall the, off. The lower like, half of his I kept, body. Falls I kept off. sort of expecting there to be something else coming that I wasn't prepared yeah. for. But well, uh, in theory, he's dead, and no force ghost for him because otherwise his remains would would dissipate. Yeah. But yeah. I agree. Like, when I was talking to Ben, he was telling me that one of the things that he was disappointed by is that he didn't get to find out anything else about Snoke because he, he thought Snoke was a really interesting character and he wanted to know more. And I was like, I, and I don't agree. I was like, I couldn't care less about Snoke, and it doesn't bother me in the least that they have offed him. Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you in that it bothered but I also was like, I, I'm... I'm I was expecting more. Maybe, like, yeah. I didn't really care. I did not think he was that interesting, the first one. But I did think the sort of allure of him being something more, like the fact that we didn't really see him barely at all in yeah. the first film, I kept, ex- I, you know, I wasn't excited, per se, to see what he was, but I was interested to see what he was. And I then to find out that he was just it doesn't really not matter. that important. Yeah. Al- like, almost as unimportant as race heritage. Uh, yeah. Or ancestry or whatever. Um, I would be willing to bet you that there's going to be a novel or something a comic spinoff or something where they they really do a deep dive into Snoke, but I have to say that I feel like that is probably I don't know, I mean, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't prejudge but I have to say that Snoke to me feels like sort of a perfunctory character like well, we've got to have a big bad in there. We've got yeah. to have some sort of emperor-like person sure. who's at the top of the food chain controlling all this. And they just threw somebody in there, and they were like, uh, you know what? Like, uh, uh, do we really want to go to this guy's backstory? Do we really want to do this? Like, yeah, let's just kill him. Let's just solve this problem by killing him. It was like, I felt like they didn't necessarily have a really great idea for... Oh, I- who Snoke was, I where he came from. I just think they probably like, should Rather have. than like answer <laughs> those questions, like, okay, so yeah. this guy is old enough that he would, like, he was certainly alive while the, you know, Galactic Empire was going on. Yeah. He might even be old enough to, you know, have been alive during the, the fall of the Republic and all yeah. that. Yeah, So he's this major, major force wielder, this dark side force wielder that we've never heard of and has never crossed paths before I almost feel like they kind of set up this character that you know must have 
had some some participation in these events at some level. Yeah. Maybe he was just sitting back and watching the whole time. But it, it raises those questions. Yeah. And rather than answer those questions, they were like, you know what? We don't really want to focus on this character. Let's kill him off. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, you know, by creating that character, you sort of instantly create these questions in the mind of your audience, which if you then don't answer, it's a little unsatisfying. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I guess that's the thing. Is Like I said, I, I really kind of <laughs> cared less about the character. I didn't... There was nothing about him in the first film that made me interested in him other than just... It was just mysterious. It's like, okay, well, so this exactly. guy obviously has to be someone. He's got to be someone. He's got to be someone. Eh, no. No, And then not. you think, okay, well, we'll find out a little bit more about him. No. No. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of there. I I will have to say, like, I, I definitely... Like, I, I didn't... I really didn't hate the film. I really didn't. I did find... I did find a lot of... Man, there's a lot of gags, a lot of the jokes. <sighs> to me, just fell really... Not even, like, flat, but just, like... Man, I just... I don't know. Like, I thought they could have taken out half. And they probably would have had better, more impact when they did have one. But it was, like, every single scene... There was like little little gags, and I mean, we literally got a chrome dome. Uh, you did get a chrome dome, you know, uh, line in there. I, I don't know. There's just there, there was. I just, I just I don't. Know. It felt a little goofy at times. Just just like you know, some certain scenes that should not have felt that way. They should have been, you know, kind of a little more intense or serious or whatever. Felt a little. A little flat to me. I, I'm a little, like, I'm just a little surprised, you know, that, that people came, like, I guess Disney came out of this and, like, fuck yeah, this guy has to have a fucking, you know, trilogy of his own to, to you know, see this these films through. Because that's this guy, right? That's yeah. That's the guy dressed right. I don't get that from this movie. Like, I don't, it, it's not even like, hey, I don't agree with how he took this movie, but you know what? It was still phenomenally done. I could definitely see it. I'm kind of like, I, I don't, I don't know that I really get it. I don't know that I really, uh, you know, I didn't hate it, but I, I well, definitely didn't love look it. Look at it in this way, because I think I think it makes perfect sense if you think about it. Like, I think the I, I agree with Kevin Smith. I think that probably the fundamental thing in this movie, the sort of the seed of discontent, is the portrayal of Luke Skywalker. I think that most people came into this film expecting to see Luke. Having ascended into that role of sort of Obi Wan Kenobi from A New Hope, I sort of thought this was going to happen. And like not not exactly the way it happened in the film, but like you know we talked a bunch of different times about we did. I always I always thought it would be interesting to see like Luke never really did come back from the dark side of the Force. Like he he sort of after <laughs> after the events of Jedi and everything, he he kind of he he sort of started dipping his, his toe back into that, that side of things. But at the same time, I don't even think that's exactly what this movie's... I think I think this is basically just saying, like, he just is done with it all. You know, yeah. he's just over it all and doesn't really think that it can be... that this system can be made to work. I do like that, like, they, they hit on something like I always kind of used to talk about is that whole balance of the Force, you know? Yeah. Like, they're always talking about that balance of the Force and, and it's almost like they're not really thinking about, like, well, that does mean equal sides, you know, of, like, good and bad. So, you know, you're, you know, especially when you're down to having, like, you know, fucking, at the time, you know, Vader and the Emperor, I kept thinking, you know, if you're, if if the Force is balanced, then these two guys are going to be way stronger than any one Jedi, theoretically, you know, because, because there's, well, I guess at that time there weren't that many Jedi, but, you know, um, it just, it just sort of seems like one of those things, like, they did kind of hint at that a little bit of, like, you know, there's, there's, there is balance in, in it, and there's all this sort of stuff going on. I don't... Um, yeah, well, I, I remember, like, when we were talking about, you know, the, when they introduced that whole notion of the prophecy in episode one, and, like, you're talking about the one who's going to bring balance to the Force, and you're like, all right, but if there's no Sith and there's only Jedi, then balance would mean... Bad guy. Bad guy. No yeah. Jedi. You know? Like, you know... Dark side rises to equal the light. Exactly. You know, I, I remember us talking about that way back in in episode one, and this movie does effectively kind of confirm it. Something else, just to jack ourselves off a little bit here. I remember you and I talking on the phone after the trailer, where you hear Luke say, "Like the only thing I know is that the Jedi must end." Yeah. And we were saying, "Ooh, what an evocative, you know, kind of thing." And, and we were talking about why Luke might feel that way. 
And we said effectively the exact yep. thing that he says in this movie. He's like, well, when you really look at it, it's like, the Jedi didn't do that great. They haven't done great. I mean, you know, like like right under their nose, you know, the fucking Emperor got, yep. you know, managed to get himself into power, took over the entire galaxy, murdered almost all of them. Yeah. Uh, like, the Jedi track record, not so awesome. Not so awesome. Like, when you really look at it objectively, not so great. And that is exactly what he said in this movie. And the first time I watched it, I was like, hey, that's what we said. <laughs> but I, um, I do think, I would love, I think it'd be the perfect ending. Like, I mean, not, you know, I'm sure there'd have to be an event, you know, that, yeah. that tour tops it off. But the perfect ending would be essentially that the Jedi relinquish all use of the Force. Like, yeah. like all Force, all, all Jedi Force-wielding relinquish it. There, and, and, and in turn, that that releases the power of the the, the Sith as well. Like, right. you know, like a thing where, like, they, it's sort of like, it almost like that, like, ability to yeah, like, like putting, instead of like, fight, like putting their arms down and like at that, yeah. all of a sudden they can't hurt them any longer. Well, and, and with that would be tantamount to the Jedi code. I mean, you know, that, that would be, you know, the, I, I, there's a sort of an, there's an Eastern, you know, maybe, uh, maybe kind of philosophy that, well, you remember that thing that Bruce Lee used to talk about, uh, it, it, you know, from Enter the Dragon, but I think it's actually based on a Japanese fable of, uh, but the story of fighting without fighting. Yeah. Remember in yeah. Enter the Dragon, where he tells the guy, "Oh, we'll get on that boat and we'll go over there." The guy gets in the boat, and, you know, then he drops him into the water. This is what's this? This is the art of fighting without fighting. <laughs> um, there, there's, there's, to me, there is something philosophically in that mm-hmm. that would be in sort of in in tune with the Jedi philosophy. Yeah. It would be. A departure, like something from that Star would take Wars a lot films. of a lot of true faith to be able to do. You know, yeah, you, exactly. To to to, to really, like like you know they'd have to really believe it. But I do I do kind of think that that would be a, a perfect way to sort of end it. And then you know I mean yeah. eventually somebody well, Luke would have, Luke would have been the character to do that. Too. Yeah, yeah. But and they, he still may. That's true. That's I, I mean the one thing that the movie I think the you know the one thing that the movie leaves open whether or not they will pick up the thread or not, but the movie most certainly leaves open the possibility. That Luke can still be a player in events to come. True, because he can affect things. We know he's a Force ghost, and we know that Force ghosts can affect the real world now. Yep. Um, I don't know how I felt about Leia's use of the Force in the film. Like, I, I was kind of hoping it would be more than that. I, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I I thought the way they used it was a little. Less than it could have been. Like, like they should. Like, it, it almost would have been. Like, I don't know. I really expected her to maybe reach out to Kylo as he was flying around to change something. You right. know, like, like that she, you know, left him, but banged two of the other Tie Fighters into one another to, you know, save that the the, the ship or something. I don't know. You know right. Something else. But like, you know, it, it only kind of came into play when she was about to die, and it just helped her you know, fly back and that was it. I just, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of expected something with a little more impact to it, but, you know, whatever. Well, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I expected on that front, but I guess I felt like... I thought she died. I mean, I really did. I I thought that was her out, you know. Well, I guess, okay. For the first time watching it. The the first time, like, where she gets sucked out of the, uh, you know, sucked out of the bridge where they, they blow it up, I thought... Here's how they're going to deal with the fact that there's no more Carrie Fisher to make Star Wars films. Thought the Ravagers can come, show some fireworks. I thought it was... <laughs> that's right, Ravager funeral. Uh, but I, I did. I have to say that that's exactly where I thought it was going. And then, uh, you know, obviously they don't go that way with it. But I fully expected, or I, I, I was hoping for. There's only the briefest hint of it in Force Awakens, where she kind of senses when Han dies. Yeah. Um. But. One of the things that I fully anticipated that these movies would get into is Leia as a Force wielder. Yeah. Which, she's a Skywalker. You know, she's got. I mean, she's yeah. got the the she's got the the raw potential for it. Uh, and, you know, and, Luke tells her in Jedi that one day she'll discover that power too, etc., yeah. etc. And she obviously does, but I guess I just in the it's like in a in a way it's like she. You know, I mean, she only used it to save herself, and I'm not saying that that's just completely, you know, selfish or anything like that. But I'm just, I, I felt like it should have been used in a way that was kind of more impactful, like in a in a bigger sense, not just she was able to save herself from that one experience. I don't know. I just, yeah, it, I, I, it, it just, it was okay. It's fine. It just wasn't anything. 
uh, great, I guess, in my mind. Right. Um, Not exemplary. The um, trying to think the things I did kind of enjoy. I um, yeah, I mean, I kind of you know I kind of enjoyed. We you know got to see some some decent action beats. You know that that uh, the fight at the beginning, with, with the exception of. Poe, you know, Fast and Furious in the next ones around <laughs> somehow. Um, and, uh, but like that whole thing, like there was, I, I appreciated the scene with like the whole, you know, her, her, uh, Rose's sister, obviously, you know, like, or I think those are right. Giving yeah, yeah, up yeah. her, uh, yeah. oh, that's right. Cause she had the next one. So, um, you know, taking out the, the ship and everything else or stuff. I mean, like, you know, it was, those are, those are pretty decent scenes that, the the lightsaber fight after Snoke gets chopped in half was was decent. Yeah. You know, it was, it was pretty good. Um, Probably, I think one of my favorite things in this movie. It's one of those things that I kind of daydreamed about going into it mm-hmm. was imagining what what if they what if they brought Ben Solo back from the dark side. I I really thought that that was. I thought that that was where they were going at that point. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean obviously, I mean, they that's certainly, what they, they lead you to they, believe they, that. They want you to, to think that. But going into the movie, I, I thought that'd be really cool to see. You yeah. know, that, I mean, that would be something, again, sort well, of unprecedented for a Star Wars film. You remember we were talking one night, and we brought that up, that, you know, like, there's that scene where he reaches out and says, you know, uh, or, or she reaches out and says, show me the way. Now, even though that's not exactly how that scene came together in the movie, yeah. they definitely did That That is a thing that's happening. To, 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 to sort of overcome yeah. Snoke at least. Now now after that, you know, I think it's one of those weird lights. things. Probably would like some headlights, buddy. The um Yeah, they kind of almost lead you to like one of those things where it's like they may not necessarily be as far apart as they think they are. It's just that like, you know Kylo Ben, whatever you say, thinks, you know, it, it needs to happen this way with you know, ruled with iron fist, you know, yeah. what you know the, Stamp these people down versus, you know... Well, um, effectively, you know, the two of them are united in the sense that they both... So long as they have the same goal. And, you know, for a brief time, they they both have the same goal, which is destroy Snoke. The most evil, you know, villain in the universe. But I I gotta say that, you know, like, the the whole thing with, you know, like that force connection that they have with each other and the, the... you know, that takes place over the course of, I think, maybe three or four scenes. Yeah. There's, there's however many instances there are. Right, and yeah. I really like I really like that whole, you know, kind of uh, beat in the film. And I, and like, it's thrilling. I mean, like, like that, that moment where, that moment where Snoke is kind of just, like, he's reading Kylo's mind and describing what, you know, what effectively Kylo is thinking. I am standing before my true enemy. I am, you know, turning the lightsaber, preparing to destroy my true enemy. You know, mm-hmm. pl- you know, not attaching a name to it. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're seeing, like, how Kylo is masking his thoughts from Snoke right before he kills him. And then with that realization that, oh, shit, like, maybe he's gonna, like, maybe he's gonna come back and then they team up and they take out the Red Guard and all that. I, that's I, I like that, yeah. I mean, that, that, that I mean, I think that's probably one of the high points of the movie for me. Um, and see, that's one of the things I guess that bothers me about the movie. It's almost like they take you to this point where you're like, "Ooh, oh shit!" And then essentially, we kind of end up back in the same spot we were at the end of the last film. I right. mean, you know, with, things have changed, things are different, but like the core position of everybody is still sort of the same. You know, yeah. back back to where it was. I um, no, I, I agree. I mean, you know, the movie, the movie is in some ways a cleverly disguised reset button. Um, one thing, one thing that I, I I really like is, I like, it, you know, Luke says something to Ray about, you know, she's kind of explaining like, oh, the First Order is, you know, they're they're doing this that, and you know, Kylo Ren's really bad, and blah blah blah. And he says, well, what do you expect me to do about this? You expect me to go Take out there with a laser sword and face down the entire First Order? You know? Yeah. And, and again, you know, sort of like the like the legend of the Jedi versus the reality of the Jedi. Yeah. Like, I am one dude. Yeah. And But then at the end of the movie, Kinda where does. he goes out there with a laser sword yeah. and faces down the whole First Order, you're like, oh, this is fucking awesome! 
And I thought that I thought it was very cleverly constructed the way that they allow that to happen and allow you to have that that sort of thrill of seeing you know Luke and Skywalker then, badass just fuck all these people. Then you kind of like, see how it's possible. Like how, it's, how it's how, yeah how it's possible how it's not just sort of uh, it is smoke and mirrors like you you sort yeah. of see. You see the the behind the the, the curtain, if you will. I, I think that's really clever. And, I actually and I, do. I, did, I, did, I dug that too. I have to say that I think one of the most clever things, and you know, I, I love Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker. I really do. I, I love the guy's work. I have mad respect for him, and I think he's a very imaginative, a very imaginative filmmaker. Like, there's always aspects of his movies that I watch. And I feel, I mean, like, you know, like, I watch some movies, I'm like, oh, I could, I, like, I would have thought of that. Yeah, Like, yeah. I could, you know, I could totally have done this or something like that. I watch his movies, and there's always some aspect of his movies, and I'm like, I would never have thought of that. <laughs> Shit! You know? And um, one thing that I thought was really kind of clever and interesting was the, so the planet crate. They get down there, and, uh, you know, the guy walks out with the, with the macro binoculars, and, you know, dude reaches down and he like kind of dips his hand in that yeah, you know, salt, and you know every like, but everywhere that everybody steps, they leave red because there's that layer of salt yeah. on top of like the red crystal or the rock or whatever. Yeah, and you know the ships are out there, they're they're driving around in it, you know, stirring up all this red stuff and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. So Kylo and Luke start facing off, and you see you know Kylo, you know, swiping uh, you know through the uh, through the salt leaving like you know these red footprints and all that yeah and there's that one shot where you see Luke's feet moving on it no red oh, it was just like okay. like the, the whole thing is a setup like for that one bit of foreshadowing to just let you know yeah I, like, didn't, even, it's the, I didn't catch that it's the only time it's the only time that you know like they kind of give you a hint you're yeah. like wait a minute why isn't Luke leaving red footprints I did think I, I'm like, like oh that's they, very clever they made that whole thing like salt and I'm just like Okay, is that, that going to have a like, you know, an effect on the the, the battle or something? Like, are they going to somehow, like, salt mixed with some chemical creates like a huge explosion, or whatever? Right. You know, some some kind of thing, you know. And besides, uh, yeah, I missed that. That is that's, that's pretty interesting. I it's I, a neat detail. I like it. I'm kind of in pretty much the same place I was with with Force Awakens. Like, yep. and it's and I don't think because like I really started question. I was like, you know, maybe maybe. Maybe I don't really love Star Wars. I just love Star Wars. Star Wars, Empire, Jedi. Those yeah. three films. Maybe it's not the rest of the stuff. But then I was like, man, do you not know? Because I've, I've really, I've really enjoyed you know, Rebels. I've really there's, there's yeah, been Rebels a lot of these awesome. you know, stories that I still really enjoy. I think it's that just for whatever reason I don't because in like Rogue One, I love Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue like One's I, th- I thought Rogue One's phenomenal. I agree. And um, I don't know. I've, I've I've rewatched Rogue One a couple times now and and have consistently enjoyed it. I've watched Force Awakens a couple times, and just I, I come away from it feeling almost the exact same way, uh, you know, that I did when I first watched it. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm a little afraid this one's kind of in that same boat for me. Not, I, you know, not like giving up on it. Like I definitely want to see, you know, what they, you know, where they go next. But I will admit, I, I feel like they, I feel like they missed a bit of an opportunity with with this one. I felt like they could have done a little bit more to to advance some of these characters that really just. Like as much as it is, I really didn't think they did a great job with with moving Poe's character forward. I like what they, like I, I like the concept. I like the concept of he is you know bull in a china shop, just you know just nose to the to the to the action. That you know that's yeah. it. He's not thinking about you know maybe the the, the long, long term. Game. Yeah. And and by the end, they they come up with a reason for him to. But I didn't think they did it especially well. Like I just you know like we've already talked about. Like I just thought they. It's like. You know, it's, it's again one of those things where the concept was solid. I just don't really think the execution was was really there. I really did. I, I, I got to be honest. I have no connection to, to Finn at all. Like the first film, I felt like he was constantly trying to basically get out of these situations and never kind of had the like really coming around to like fully supporting. I mean, you could argue like a couple of times when he, you know, but like. Well, now I'm kind of not even sure. Like you know, that connection to Ray looks like they're getting rid of because now they're gonna you know have him and Rose, I guess you know because somehow they fell in love for 18 hours that we really didn't see anything that really led up to it. Yeah. Really, I mean you movie romance. you can you can in the in the back of your mind you know come up with some reason why, but I, like they really didn't show anything there. It's no stranger than the than the bizarre 
mating ritual of Padme Amidala and Anakin Skywalker. Oh, no, no, no. That is by far more... She's like, look, I'm a little old for you. You're a little immature. <laughs> You're kind of a Jedi. I'm kind of a diplomat. Wait, you slaughtered an entire village of sand people? That is so hot. So I am so into you now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it's I, no weirder than that. Well, no, but but that's the thing. That is not a good example. Not to, that, to, yeah, to, you know, not draw. that not that Attack of the Clones is much of a canary in the mine. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. agree. That's not. I, uh... I think that's the thing that worries me a little bit. Is I just I have a in my mind. I I feel like twenty years down the road, I don't think this series of films is going to be terribly well regarded. I'm not going to say they'll be just awful. Like like yeah. I don't think they'll be like you know we used to talk about. You know, this isn't as much for us as it is maybe for the kids right. 20 years from now. Yeah. I don't know that this is going to, to age the way those did. Now, in fairness, It'll be very that was such a, such a, you know, Star Wars when it came out was such a special thing. Yeah, it was wholly Amongst unique, everything, exactly. It's now, now it's really not. So yeah. it's not even to say that it's fair to say that it, sh- that it, that it should be or it, it's easy to do it or whatever. Yeah. But I will admit, I just, I, I, I'm... I definitely, I think the fact that it already is a little bit kind of, um, you know, tarnished. Well, or, or or dividing. You know, it's it's just a, it's already a little bit like you know some people, you know, like some people like I mean Star Wars. Everyone loved. Everyone loved. Right. You know, yeah. and and I don't. I think the I, you know I'll be honest with you. Prequels for for what they are worth. I feel like everybody loved them. Everybody watched those movies and loved them at the time. I think they're at the time exactly, <laughs> and like like. Including us, yes. you know, at the time yes. at the we time. loved it. We were just so into it, and then time. Not, not much longer later, we started realizing, like, yeah, hey, maybe these aren't as good. Then yeah. a little bit even later, we're like, those are pretty. Those fucking are really bad. not, really not good. Those are pretty bad. So maybe maybe of, we're a little bit better at spotting the not so good. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I think. Earlier. Well, and we also just, in fairness, have a lot more to, you know, compare it to and, and base it upon. And we, you know, True. we definitely, you know, there's there's less magic when it comes to these movies at times because we're so. We've seen every behind the scenes. We read 15 million books that explain. Yeah, back then it was kind yeah. of you. You had this, you know, one, two, three films, and your imagination had you know went wild. Whereas now, you know, you you already know 15 other stories about every single little tiny character that's in the background of any shot sure of a scene. You yeah, know, sure so I, I, I think it's not. I, I don't. I don't admit that I think it's a fair comparison. I do think though. That it won't won't hold up quite as well over time, just you know, based on based on the first couple films in my in my mind at least. I'll be very interested to see that uh, you know, if you're right, because I mean, I can I can definitely uh, certainly for me they're not going to mean as much, but yeah, yeah, know, but to, that's not, to, yeah. to kids who are seeing them at, at the age that we were, we it would be them, interesting. It'd be interesting. It will be see. interesting to see. I think that in the final analysis for me, I like you. I wanted to see a really different kind of Star Wars film, mm-hmm. and I got that, and, and and I'm happy about, I'm happy about how different this movie is. I, I I like the fact that they did something wholly unexpected, very very different. I, I mean, you know, just from the basic structure of the film, it is a wholly unique Star Wars film, mm-hmm. and I really do appreciate that. Like I said, execution's not perfect. There's things about it that you know that I do feel are clunky or that fall flat or whatever, but. Yeah. You know, I asked for a really different Star Wars movie, and they gave me that. And so I'm like, you know what? I, like, I appreciate that. Like, I really appreciate the fact that they tried to do something different. I appreciate the fact that I definitely couldn't they, criticize them for that. Like, because yeah. I, I, it is kind of what it, it is, pretty much what I asked for too. So I'm I'm happy uh, about that. I'm happy that they have expanded the definition of what can be a Star Wars film. And that, you know, now there's maybe a little bit more latitude moving forward for other Star Wars film to do different kinds of things. And there's a, there's a quality that I've tried to articulate in the past. I think it, I, I mentioned this in relation to Star Wars Rebels and maybe also a little bit in relation to Rogue One that I got so, um, I got so excited. My imagination was, was expanded by the expanded universe, you mm-hmm. know, reading... The, the Timothy Zahn trilogy, some of the other stuff, nothing Kevin J. Anderson wrote. and uh, Don't lie, he was your favorite. But reading, you know, the comics and especially like the Star Wars role-playing game, diving into the lore of the Star Wars universe was really, really fun. And seeing 
like seeing these movies and feeling like more and more of that is coming into this. You know, like Benicio del Toro plays a slicer, you know, mm-hmm. and you know the fact that you know that they're they're using some of these, you know, terms like slicing and stuff, which to me it feels like some of that imagination and stuff uh, you know, from the expanded universe and from the the greater mythos mm-hmm. is working its way into the movies and I I really I, I'm excited by that. So I can I, I can I can appreciate that. That's, I, that's the thing. There, there's there's bits and pieces here and there that I guess are kind of the bright spots that I latch on to. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, what's next? Black Panther. Black Panther. Fuck and yeah. Kind of bring us. This is this is one of those where it's pain. been a, it's been a kind of a slow burn for me. Like it, yeah. in the early days, I was like, yeah, definitely, this is cool, let's see it, you know. But but you know, not much beyond that. Right. I'm starting to get pretty pumped. For I am it. too. I actually just I think watched. This could really kick ass. Oh, dude! I actually just watched. Like it's been a long time since I watched the first Iron Man. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah. And watched it the other night for the first time in, in forever, and I can't believe how well it holds up. You know, I mean, like, yep. granted, it's not that old in the big scheme of things. Yeah, less but, than ten years. But I mean, it's also or ten years this year. It's also though how many films back in, in like, the like seventeen yeah like seventeen eighteen something like that <laughs> so it's it to me did feel fairly well separated but at the same time like I, I kind of forgot how many nods to the future there were in it you know yeah. I mean like like there there's there's quite a few things that they're already building up for for the you know the coming right. the coming right. films and just well, to see like that that starting point and then to see where we're coming from with, like you know the uh, a very different film, I think. Like a film that I don't know if they try to do Black Panther, the, the, even even if it's the exact same movie we're about to get here in a month. Yeah. If they tried to do that ten years ago, I'm not really sure it would have worked. Yeah. You know, it's like I think we needed all of these other stories to kind of acclimate people yeah. to. You needed to kind of nail in some of those tent poles. Yeah, and, and then start filling in the middle. Well, and also get people to understand that, like you know, hey, I realize you may not know this character very well, or maybe you not may not be as familiar with these worlds or whatever. But like, just trust that it's going to be like a really fun, really cool, really exciting story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I, 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 I really. I'm, I'm actually going to get in that mode where I'm going to need to probably dial back just a hair, you know, because, you, you, you know, it's like it's all you, they you enjoy can't all more. be Thor Ragnarok. You enjoy, oh, my God. <laughs> you, 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 you always I always enjoy them more when I kind of at the end I dial back just a little bit because, yeah. you know, if they if they maybe miss just a hair, then I'm a little more like, OK, you know, that was that was still good. Or if they blow it out of the well, then you're just that much more excited. So right. I am uh, I'm pumped. Me too, man. Can't wait for it. We'll see it in what about uh, six December? months? Yeah, <laughs> next year <laughs> or no, this year? We're in twenty eighteen. Anyway, so that's that's coming pretty soon. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We can't wait to hear what you think. Let us know what you what you thought of the Last Jedi. You can of course uh, find us at uh, drivehomebreakdown.com and at Breakdown Show on Twitter. We'll be back next time with a new breakdown for Marvel's Black Panther. Until then, the breakdown. Rolls on.